Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to The DK Project. Today, we got Bill Foster zooming in. Hold on, let me adjust my cowboy hat and my, my tobacco. Uh, this guy is a bona fide cowboy, and you'll know as soon as you hear him. He is a uh, retired uh, school principal, I believe, who has gotten into the movie business. He's gotten into the vineyard business. His current movie is called Showdown on the Brazos, B-R-A-Z-O-S. And uh, they're just wrapping it up, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's really got a great story and and was fun to chat with. Um, his uh, audio out there in the middle of the Ponderosa was uh, not as great as we like to have here on the DK Project. But uh, we got through it. I uh, cut it up, cleaned it up, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. So hopefully everybody's having a great 4th of July weekend, and uh, now you got something to listen to. So enjoy the DK Project. Thank you. Welcome back to the DK Project. Zooming in with us today, Mr. Bill Foster. He is a movie maker. What do they call that? A writer? Are you the producer, writer? Director. Producer, producer writer. director, writer, the whole bit. And he's got a vineyard in the great state of Texas, y'all. That's right. Tell me about <laughs> it. How right. are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Spent a few hours at the vineyard this morning and Tried to get as much done as I could and came back in and worked around the house a little bit. Now i uh, trying to do a little computer work. Walk me through a day everything. in the vineyard. Walk me through that. What exactly does the day in the vineyard entail? So is this something you took from raw earth to... Oh, yeah. So there was, was, there, there was, there was nothing, nothing there? There was nothing there. I mean, it, it was just a brush fence row and, and it had been sitting there for years with nothing on it. And so we... Had to uh, build a high fence, you know, eight foot fence all the way around it. It's 34 acres. And uh, that keeps the deer and the hogs out because they would eat the vines down to nothing. <sighs> and so we've, you know, built a lot of interior fences and the infrastructure for the vineyard. And we've got 7,000 plants now. Uh, our first crop on, on 1,100 plants will be this fall. Oh, but man. A day would be you start out just by starting the water, checking the water and the irrigation. And then you've got your choice of whether you're going to be putting fertilizer out, uh, killing weeds, spraying for bugs, um, tying plants up. It's blown over the day before, uh, different things like that. And, you know, there's just lots of miles in between. How long, how long have we been waiting on this first crop? How long of a process has this been? Three years. Oh my God. Takes three years to get your first crop. Three years of pissing uh, money away and you got nothing? Yep, that's right. And oh. it'll be a small crop this year and, uh, you know, probably a thousand pounds. And then next year on that one acre, we'll probably make two or three tons and it'll eventually make four tons per acre. Wow. And how many, so, uh, how many, how much wine do you get out of, uh, a ton? Two, two pounds per bottle of wine, two pounds of grapes makes a bottle of wine. So a thousand pounds make you 500 bottles of wine. Man. So if I don't make any money, I'll just drink myself down. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a lot easier. What made you think of Texas? I, is that a is that a big? That's not wine country, is it? Texas? It, it's getting where uh, around Fredericksburg. There's a lot. They're scattered around this area, and I, I was actually elk hunting. I just retired, 
and we own 12 acres at a different location and we always try to find something to put on that on six acres of it some kind of small crop to make some money on rather than just sitting in there yeah and i was elk hunting and this one of the hunters was talking about his brother has a winery and couldn't find enough grapes and you know bells started going off and and started doing the planting phase and turned out the water that we had there at the 12 acres was not good enough for a vineyard and so we sold it bought this other place and because it's got great water and you know we went from seven gallons a minute in the water well to 200 gallons a minute so the water is, is uh plenty yeah we got plenty i can knock you down with the water coming out of the faucet nearly <laughs> unless <laughs> and, you're, uh, you're doing a vineyard so or you're started, putting out fires yeah we just started from scratch you know we put one acre in and and then last year uh two years ago put another acre in and this year we put in uh five more acres so five thousand wow. more plants Wow, that's it wasn't crazy. supposed to be that way. We were supposed to put a, a thousand a year in and and uh one of our nurseries was kind enough not to send us our plants for three years and still hadn't got them and got and we paid for them. So we're fixing to have a little uh, lawyer to lawyer talk. Oh jeez. It's always and so something. we went ahead and did a replacement order and they all of course came in this year. So but we got them all in the ground now. So that's the hardest part is getting them all in the ground. Wow. Wow. I uh you know, I've been out to uh Napa and uh toured around a little bit i'm not a big wine drinker so it's not as interesting to me as others but wine is a hot ticket right now i uh yeah. i think it's just about as 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 big as the craft breweries are they uh they've blown exactly. up and we're, in, we're in the process of getting a, a web page and facebook page built for us and fix to start trying you know we got to go through the texas alcohol board to uh, get licensed so we can sell the wine and at first we were just going to sell the grapes and when I started putting a pencil to it and there was such a demand, people coming, us not going to them, but they're coming to us saying, I want to buy your wine. You know, it doesn't take, you know, I'm, I've nearly got a doctorate, but it doesn't take that to figure that out. And so when your profit's a lot bigger on the bottle of wine versus mass grapes, you start trying to figure all this in. So that's what we're doing right now. Man, that's cool. I uh, So when do you think you'll be full production then next year? Uh, three, uh, now full production will be a couple of years from now, you know, cause we'll have next year, we'll have two acres producing. And then the next year, uh, the rest of them will be producing. So in about three years, we'll have seven acres rocking and rolling. Wow. Which will be about 28, 28 tons of, of grapes. Let's see, not 28 tons. I'm sorry. 28,000 pounds of tons, okay. tons of grapes. Yeah. 28,000 pounds of grapes. Do they have that's a lot of grapes? Yeah. That's a lot of grapes. What, what kind of wine are you producing then? It's all red dry wine. We've got a Tanat, which is going to be the, the crop that comes off this year. Uh, what the hell is that? Which is a fairly new breed. What's a Tanat? I don't know. Tanat? Yeah. Or Suzau. Either. Suzau is just another variety. It, it's, a, it's a Portuguese wine, and it's kind of new to Texas. And so we're one of the few vineyards that has it. And then we've also got a Petit Verdot, Morved, and Alianico. I don't even know what the hell it is. What is that? Is, 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 They're all high-end wines. Oh well, of course. What is a what is a bottle of what is a bottle of Tatado go of, for? None of them go to make Mad Dog or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, that stuff's selling. What uh, what is a what is a bottle of this uh, this uh, homebrew uh, go for? Uh, we, we're really doing product testing. I think anywhere from 35 to $45 a bottle. Wee. 
now we're making money. Uh, what's your background? Yeah, yeah. Is this your background? Or are you just a competitive drinker? Well, I was an agriculture major. I grew up on a farm. I taught agriculture for seven years and then I got in, you know, nearly starved to death as a teacher. So I got into administration and, and retired after 33 years. And so this is our retirement plan and didn't know I was going to get into the movies, but that that's kind of just happened. But uh, yeah, the, the, the wineries, it's been learning one phase at a time. Of course, you know, agriculture background, you're used to a lot of it and understand a lot of it a little, little quicker. So anyway, you have got uh, the vineyard now is is not self sufficient, but it's it's not taking as much time. So now you're dabbling in the movies. How 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 to walk me through this now? How does one then? <laughs> well, let's do a movie. Or did someone come to you and say, "Hey, you know, you got beautiful property here. Let's make a movie." Yeah, or, we or filmed all over Texas. Filming the movie. It's a western based in Texas, and it started out. You know, I was. One night I was laying in bed and looked on Facebook and saw a casting call for a TV series called The Sun, and it was a Western. And I thought, I'm going to go down to Austin. And, and I applied online, and, and I thought, I'm going to go down there anyway. And I went down there and stood in line with 1,500 other people. And I thought, if I get real lucky and get to walk down the street of this Western town, I, I'll be just ecstatic. Little did I know I'd get to be selected as a, as a uh, recurring featured extra. And got to work. That's where I got to work with uh, the James Bond himself, Pierce Brosnan. Uh you 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 go down to this casting call and you get you get selected mm-hmm. as a yeah, recurring and extra. featured, not just the one walking down the street. You're going to be right there with the actors. And so you know, I got in. I was in five episodes of the Sun. Real lots oh. of camera time. And in fact, they couldn't use me the next year because that character was gone and they saw me so much. Season one couldn't use me season two. And I, and I started applying, for, you know, just different movies from then on. And it seems like I'd always get cast as a featured extra and got to work on with the Robert Rodriguez in a couple of movies. Uh, got to work with the Coen brothers out in New Mexico. I learned a lot from them. You know, if it'd been me and my brother filming, we'd have had three fist fights that day. Yeah. <laughs> and those two guys worked great together, you know. Uh, wow. And, uh, you know, and, and there's one moment out there when I was with the Coen brothers, I was, it, I don't know if you ever saw wider with Kevin Costner in it, but, uh, his whole, our holding room was his saloon. It was, it, it oh, was yeah. the movie set. We, yeah. We were just across the street oh, really? from we were filming. So that was the saloon that they filmed with Kevin Costner's wider. <laughs> and one morning I look out the swinging, you know, the old West swinging doors and they're framed perfectly in that doorway were the two Cohen brothers going over a script. And I told the guy with me, I said, man, no, nowhere but America because two common everyday guys be able to be here and work with the, with the Hollywood elite like that. You know, that's just the gifted guys, you know, award-winning directors. And, and uh, I learned a lot from them. And, you know, you, you do a lot of independence. And I was a writer before I was an actor. And uh, some independents are really good and some independents are really unorganized. And so I kept saying, no, if I do one, I'm not going to do it this way. And then oh. I thought, well, I'm going to make a trailer with three or four actors. And that quickly went out the window when people started reading my script. And now we've got over 250 actors. Uh, we've got a full camera crew. And it's it's just ballooned in something I've never would have thought. We've got distribution <laughs> banging on our door. You know, four or five companies trying to get distribution. Wow. What's the, name the of, what's the name of the picture? 
Showdown on the Brasses. What, uh, what's the – Yes, it's a Western based in 1887. Uh, the basis of it is there's two Texas Rangers. One of them has quit being a Texas Ranger because his family was slaughtered by outlaws and he was left for dead, but he survived, so he quit being a Texas Ranger. And then he got talked into going back and being a Texas Ranger because there's, he gets to go after the, the outlaws that killed his family. And so, as he says in one line, vengeance and law are riding the same horse. Yeah. And, and so he goes in and nice. infiltrates the uh, outlaws gang, and then they end up having a big shootout. And the Brazos is a river that goes across Texas, kind of you know regional thing there. And uh, I, I was wanting a different name, and I just stuck that on there, and then all of a sudden it won some awards. I told him, well, I can't change the name now. So, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did. So, I did. Did you Started write the about whole 30 thing? Pages. Now it's about 120 pages long, 130 pages. Uh, as I would cast people, I would Oof. say, man, I want this person, but I don't have anywhere for them. Let's write a part for it, you know. And so that's how it started growing and growing. And then we got what we caught, thought was a picture lot, me and my, my film producer, editor, and, uh, found somebody else that would go in there and do special effects and re-edit the whole thing. And we decided that we needed a few more scenes just to kind of help tell the story a little bit better. And so we filmed this past Saturday. We're going to film this coming Saturday and then a full weekend in July. And then we'll be wrapped for good. Wow. Full feature, Man, hour and a half, hour and 45 film? minutes. We, and it will, will it, will it be on the big screen or is it going well, out? The distribution uh, companies right distribution? now, they're all talking to, you know, right now the uh, big screen is, is really dying. So, they're really all talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Amazon Prime. They're talking uh, Netflix, international sales. You know, Germany's and overseas love westerns. They can't get enough of them. And uh, somebody, somebody told me here a while back, the shooters. You know, back in the seventies, John Wayne, his last movie was just just released in China. Yeah, they think it's a brand new movie. You know, so. Yeah, hopefully mine doesn't have to wait that oh, long wow. to be released. But, you, wow. <laughs> you know, uh, there's just such a demand everywhere for the good old Westerns. And, and mine, I wrote it in the John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart fashion in, instead of blood and guts everywhere. I wrote it so the whole family could go watch it one Saturday afternoon and come out and say, hey, we spent two hours and enjoyed a movie and didn't have to think about daily problems and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, and, and if it's in Netflix, yeah. I hope they gather around TV at night and watch it or however it works, you know. So uh, uh, my grandkids are in it, so I want it to be, you know, PG because there's going to be some blood and guts. Uh, every Western has to have a little bit of that. But uh, it's not it's not overly bloody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want, you know, I've, I've worked on some movies that just when they got in a fight or something, blood was just everywhere. I'm just like, no, 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 no. We're not going to have that. We're going to have the old John Wayne style. You shoot them, they fall down. Wow. They don't have to have blood going everywhere to let you know that, hey, the cowboy's dead, you know? <laughs> you know, he just got <laughs> shot. So, uh, yeah. You know, we had. Wow. How uh, long did it take you to put the whole thing well, together? Well, we started filming last January, but we had a few setbacks. And then uh, we thought, we, like I said, then it went to second round of editing. And, and we just found in COVID hit and knocked us in the head for a while. And just now getting back, uh, we were just about ready to wrap the first round of filming. And, and my videographer, he was 22. His mother passed away. So that we had to take a couple of months off for that. And then I 
fooled around, broke my leg on set one day, so I had to take off two months for that. So my horse fell on me one day. Yeah. And uh, wow. I went ahead and, yep, slipped on the really? asphalt. I didn't know it was asphalt, but it's just dirt on top of asphalt. And he slipped and fell. It's my horse, but he slipped and fell and broke my leg. And I got back up on him and didn't tell anybody. So I went ahead and worked for another day and a half directing and acting. And then uh, went and put a, <laughs> had a plate put in Wednesday. Yeah. Quit, quit acting and directing on Sunday and have a plate put in Wednesday. Oh, there's no yeah. workman's comp yeah. if you're in the fact, owner of the company. Yeah, going to the bank. <laughs> Ouch. And uh, I told my, my uh, videographer, I said, you don't know this, but I was nearly throwing up in that bank when I walked in there because I had to walk upstairs without limping, you know. Oh. Oh, it was hard. You had to walk? It was, it was excruciating <laughs> pain. And uh, so I walked in that bank and I just leaned against the wall and they say, they just look at me and I was just like, I'm just tired. I wouldn't tell anybody. But I was just like, oh, I'm about to throw up. It hurts so bad. And then uh, the next day, we kept asking. That's real right. cowboy stuff. Yeah, you don't let it stop. That's real cowboy you know, stuff. That's like I couldn't real stop cowboy. because I had one actor from L.A. He wasn't coming back. And I had another actor from Iowa that wasn't coming back. So I had to had to finish. <laughs> and so the next day, the, yeah, the next day is a big through. shootout. And so we had to, I, uh, I just told him I'd pretend I got shot in the leg and I hobbled around on that leg all day. And uh, the doctor said he couldn't believe it didn't go through the skin when I was running on it. And I said, I sure am glad that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> At least we'd had it on camera. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> yep. One of the, uh, oh, man. One of the, uh, the actors, that... one of the actors is the number That's one doctor worse, right? in San Antonio. And he, he told me, he said, once you come down tomorrow morning early and I'll slip you in the back and we'll x-ray it and see what's going on. That's okay. I, you know, I thought it was wrong, but I really didn't know. I just knew it hurt <laughs> like hell. And uh, they want to do surgery right then. He said, you can do surgery right now or you can go home and do surgery, whichever one you want. And that was in San Antonio, three, four hours away. And I was like, well, I'm going to go home, prop it up, let, and, you know, let my surgeon here do it. Cause my wife, she needed somewhere to stay, of course. So, uh, Yeah. That was pretty tough. Oh, so wow, that's uh, quite the story. That 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 adds to the movie that you. No, uh, uh, you're probably I not took break a leg that, a little too literal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say outstanding. I so so. When do you think uh, you'll be ready for release? Then, if you got a couple more uh, filming uh, weeks or We're hoping, weekends uh, of filming, I should say. Um, October, when do you think it'll actually be maybe out? Maybe first of the winter. Uh, we don't want to rush it. Uh, you know, they're asking for another teaser. Oh. We've got a uh, an award-winning trailer on a vit on a YouTube right now, and so the distributions, yeah, and distributions wanting to oh, see really? a, another one, an updated one, and so we're trying to put one of those together. But we don't want to rush it, and uh, we want to make sure it's it's the second round of edits, not the first round, to show them just how much better it's going to really be once we get through with it. And so uh, we don't want to rush that, but we'll get yeah. that teaser to them. What I didn't know is, is that most distribution companies do not want you to release any trailers, teasers to the public because they want to do that. And so we, we pulled back on that. We just left that one trailer out there and we pulled back on making any more. And so that one teaser would go just out to the distribution companies and, and then we'll have a private viewing as soon as we're done. And then hopefully it'll hit the big screen soon. And then we get started on the next project. Man, that's exciting. 
That's exciting. I was just looking at your IMDb, man. You got a lot of uh, credits yeah. on here. What, uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, what, which one of these was your, was your favorite sun, to work on? Was Pierce. That was in part of that was because it was new when my first yeah. one and two is a, is a really good Western. Uh, but I've just really enjoyed doing my own showdown and I've really kind of slowed down on the extra work because I uh, just don't have time for it anymore with being, you know, the producer, director, writer on mine and then, uh, uh, the vineyard too. But, uh, it's like, like, uh, Steve told me, he said, yeah. you know, you're kind of past that. And really, I didn't realize I was until I sat down one night and I said, you know that I really am. I've got to keep working on my next project. We've got another uh, short movie come fixing to come out too. I mean, I'm, downloading it right now to fix the send to my musician and it's called i've got your six and it's a one i wrote and directed and and uh produced it but uh ever actor in it is a military veteran and it's about a world war ii veteran that uh escapes from the nursing oh, wow. home to go see he read in the newspaper where they're fixing attorney's farm his old farm into a shopping center so he wanted to see it one last time and so uh the veterans here the deputy arguing with the sheriff on the radio about when to bring the man in and all of a sudden all the veterans start dropping what they're doing and go help go stand behind the old man and they're not going to let the sheriff come and get him until he's ready to go and so uh so wow some voiceovers that's cool yeah so there's some voiceovers there that aren't, aren't military veterans but everybody in the movie is a is a veteran and that made a pretty good little twist to it and it's pretty neat to have that that have that in the in the can as they could say uh so we're just, just finished editing it yesterday yeah uh, still like you know just a little bit of touching here and there but it's good enough to where the musician can take it and start start piddling with it now and make some theme music and we'll enter it in some film festivals and see what kind of awards we win there very exciting stuff how how did you get into the acting piece you just retired yeah, from teaching that, and then you just said oh, i want to act so you just filed that you filed the casting call and that was it. <laughs> well, you make it sound so uh, easy. I, I guess I'm real ugly or something. They like to make me as one of the ugly background outlaws or something. But <laughs> uh, you know, I always when I was a principal or mainly superintendent, I my wife and I helped the uh, theater department a lot in the schools. And my son was a theater major. But even going back as far as second grade. Uh, the teacher went around the room was asking all the kids what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I was going to say an actor because I loved, you know, Elvis Presley and John Wayne and uh, the girl next to me, she wanted to be an actor and everybody yeah. laughed at her. So I was like, well, I don't want everybody laughing at me. So when it got my turn, I told them I want to be a vet or something. I don't know. I made something up on the spot, you know? So, and <laughs> yeah. And you yeah, know, when act. I ride, buy a DVD or the old VHS, first thing I do is it's, it's it's research and development. That's awesome. Do you do you uh, do you then go scout all the places out first with her, and then decide yes. where you're going to yeah, put she all and this I stuff go together? Out and, and have an idea. Sometimes we don't even have the idea. We're just looking. And sometimes it comes to us. Somebody will call us and say, "Hey, I've got this. I'd like for you to film over here." Uh, that that happened when a, there's a doctor has some buffalo, and he wanted to see if I get the buffalo in the movie. And I didn't have a script in there about Buffalo, but I wrote one just so I could get those Buffalo in the movie. So, you know, we wrote, you know, just a scene, so we'd go out there and film around <laughs> those Buffalo. But uh, we were the first movie ever made at, at a fort up in uh, Graham, Texas. I didn't realize it, but I, I knew there was an old fort up there. So I went up there and it was beautiful. So we arranged to be able to film there and it turned out that we were the first movie ever to film there at that movie. 
I mean, at that fort, uh, found other locations for different things. And, and so, uh, and some of them I'd acted out with before, but others, 90% of them brand new, just go out and find them, search and look and call people and ask people. And I got a lot of friends, you know, from my school days and, uh, they let me use a lot of their land. And, and so, uh, sure. it's, it's working out really well. Boy, I guess you have uh, dove directly into the deep end of the pool. They, I'm looking at the uh, the the list for the for the for the current movie. Now, are these are these actors or are they novice actors or are you getting experienced people to uh, to to help you out with these or or are we doing the uh, friends of the friends of the friends? <laughs> Only above, <laughs> you know. A lot of the extras are friends of mine yeah. that I've worked with, friends of friends. And, of course, a lot of them just answered the casting call I put on Facebook. Uh, it goes all the way to Jeff Davis, yeah. who's a superior actor out in L.A. You know, he saw my script and answered my casting call, and I like to fell out of my chair. I was like, you you want to be in my movie? And he's like, yeah, I love the script. I want to yeah. be there. So I cast him. And then a lot of them are coming out of Houston and, and, and Austin, or actors, you know, they're all trying to get their first break and they do a lot of acting, but they just hadn't made it big yet. And some of them just need that break. Some of them are so good that all they need is that one person to see them. And then, uh, but you know, like I said, I give a lot of people their first chance, you know, they're trying to break in. I say, okay, I can use you as a extra, sure. but you know, one condition, you're going to, have to furnish your own costume because we're, we're out, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have a big costume ward. Oh, Right, right. Are you are you funding this whole thing yourself? Who's who's paying for all this? This is a yeah. Ninety percent of us are, are doing it for free. Uh, I was going to say there must be that. some pro you know, bono work them. going on here. That's the thing. If they really work hard for me, I, I don't forget who they are. And when my next movie, I'm not going to do it unless it's fully funded, and and I'll involve them on that. You know, that way they'll get paid in the, in the long run. And so, you know, like I said, I don't forget those that's helped me along the yeah. way. And a, a neat deal is there's about four or five of us that were outlaws on the sun together. And we just kind of hit it off because we were there every day together. And I kept telling them, so guys, if I ever make my movie, y'all are going to all be in it together. And sure enough, I was able to cast them all back in there. So uh, it's a pretty neat reunion to get, get them all back in there together. Oh, wow. To come, yeah. come full circle. That's exciting. I, uh, I, I think it's just a, a great story. How, uh, how fun is that? Cause everybody always wants to be on oh, TV yeah. in the big screen and whatever. And <laughs> you just walked right in. Although you well, kind of look like a cowboy, like you got cowboy, that's like what uh, I've been all my you. life. You know, I just kind of came natural as far as the cowboy side of it. And, you know, I've learned a lot. And as a superintendent, you know, I, I had 150 employees and, and a $11 million budget to work, work on. And, and, uh, you learn how to make everything stretch as far as it'll go and you organize, organize organizational skills and, and uh, <laughs> PR skills, all that comes into play. But, you know, I still learn a, a mass amount, but try to surround myself with people that know what they're doing. And, uh, that's, that's the main thing. I try to listen a lot, you know, I've made my fair share of mistakes. If I had, if I started over now, I'd be, a, you know, total different path, but, but it's worked out. You know, when I say start over, if I started filming the movie today, I'd go <laughs> in a little different direction. But I didn't have all these good friends back then. You know, they've just come on board since then. I've met people in other movies. They've come in to help. Uh, directors have come up and be my assistant directors and things of that nature. 
When we first started, man, we were all green. We were all like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? You know, <laughs> you're my what? When they'd come to me and start saying, oh, who's your DP number one? I was like, okay, stop. Tell me in English. What are you asking? You know? Oh. Wow. Yeah. And they were, they were all cool with it, huh? They, they uh, were happy to uh, take you with uh, yeah. and, and teach and, you. you know, That's awesome. I, and, and I, it, I wouldn't it even know where to start. I realized that, you know, I did know what I was doing as far as once we started directing the movie. So that, that helped a bunch. If I'd had a lot of dead time and been confused and not been able to make those decisions and, and been really, you know, scatterbrained, it would have been a, a fiasco from the day one, but, but luckily it's all worked out. And I just attribute that to having some great people around me, but, but uh, you know, you, you got to listen, you got to learn. And my goal is not to have very much dead time because, you know, <laughs> did you do, do you do, um, is your wife involved then? Does she act or what, what is her role in this? Behind whole, the scenes, uh, she does not want to be in front uh, of the adventure. camera, but she's my second AD a lot. Uh, then, or she's my production uh, manager, which is, you know, gets everything ready when we get there, gets everybody organized. She was a junior high school teacher, so she's good at that. And so, you know, she's pointing different people different ways and getting them set up. <laughs> she's good at herding yeah. the cats. <laughs> and then while she's doing that, I'm getting the scene set up and telling my assistant what I need. And, and we're, we're a pretty old machine. Wow, that's cool. I, I so you're not going to do any more uh, just straight oh, yeah. up acting? If the, if the Cohen brothers call oh, you, no, uh, you're no, busy? I'll still do some acting. Uh, somebody asked me the other day what I like better, acting or directing. I think it's 60-40 right now. Uh, 60 is directing, 40 the acting. Okay. Because uh, when you're acting, you get to create that character, and you know you get to really do that one person. But when you're directing, you create all the characters, and so you don't paint that one picture picture you paint the big picture yeah. of everybody there and tell the story so it gives me a little more creativity to uh, work with than just a one actor but i still love being i love being in front of the camera too yeah and i've got one a movie that i was in uh called perdition that's fixing to come out and i loved it because i i was a bad guy and had to have an accent and so uh starts out you don't know i'm a bad guy but but uh oh really do what How'd you find the accent? What, uh, what did you do some coaching? How, uh, they, how did you go down that road? Well, they said I was an educated city person that had moved to the country. And so I just made one up and, oh. and the director loved it. So, you know, I just tried to talk educated like some of those people I've been around. Cause like I said, I nearly got my doctorate. And so, I've, you know, I've got a, oh, my master's degree in 60 hours plus or something like that. So, I've been around a lot of those know-it-alls. <laughs> so, so I just tried to nice. act edu educated and talk like that and, and uh, <laughs> smoked a cigar and several cigars. And I don't even smoke, but I thought that would be a good prop to work with my hands and, and kind of add some, some, uh, Oh, vial to my, flavor. My I like that. And, That's cool. Yeah. And you know, so you got, you, you got a few movies here in pre-production. Looks like uh, two of them. And then you got uh, Reconciliation of Love and Revolvers completed. Is that – you were just an actor in that one? Yeah, I was just an extra in that one. And so I hadn't I hadn't heard from that one in a long time. They've been – that was a trailer, and we worked on it one day. But that was a long time ago. I don't know how far they're coming into it. Uh, 
but then there's been several others that's that's completed perdition i can't wait for it to come out because that you know has a major role in that as third leading actor in that one and Ooh. so i saw it uh, who the, else is who else is in that one uh micah lyons his wife uh, i was trying to remember her first name and she's a great actress and then a couple of other actors in there too and like i uh, see mike alvarado and uh john Depp pruitt they were in there and, you know they were just getting started Mike's in both Mike and John are in my movie. Um, then I, there's another one that's right there beside me. I can't think of his name right now, but he's the subway spokesperson now. He went to audition. They made him subway spokesperson. So, you know, oh, yeah, he said, move he walked, over Jared. Yeah. He walked in. They said, would you read this for us too? Uh, it, Cause it all, I, I, I applied and I didn't get selected as an extra and it's for barbecue commercial and those pay good. And so they, he said, sure. He read, a page they said okay here's a different contract for you you're now our spokesman is subway commercial <laughs> and so he's like holy oh, crap man. that's a big ticket isn't it yeah that's a yeah. big number yeah you just watch on tv you'll see him so uh he's funny wow but it, it's good so, so uh, you were looking to do a, a a barbecue commercial that's on screen not just voiceover yeah that's what he was going to do and uh, wow. so he ended up not without any lines, and all of a sudden they put him in front of everybody, and he's the spokesperson. I guess they didn't have one, and they just go pick one out of the extras or something. I don't know. But he ended up hitting wow. the big time. Very cool. That's exciting stuff. Yeah. Man, you have done a lot in a short amount of time in the old uh, acting directing world. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't know that that was even possible. I'm, I'm excited to see these uh, films when they come out to see – just uh, what caliber we're talking about, because there's, uh, yeah. you know, not not a lot of westerns that come across my desk. Not for any other reason other than I just don't, uh, you know, they just haven't been any. But I, yeah, uh, I think it's that, an interesting. That's another reason I do them. I love them. That's my number one genre. I love, and I write more novels about westerns than anything. And uh, I've got some ideas from some modern day, you know, movies. But you know, I love westerns. And there's a resurgence trying to be right now. Tombstone, great Western movie. Uh, kind of hit that. Yeah. 310 Yuma. That's the best, isn't it? Tombstone? That's the that's the that's the top of the chart, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's that's that's great. That's inspiration for all of us. I got to tour of the Tombstone movie set here uh, last fall, and it's just, you know, even now you're just like, oh man, I'd love to film right here, <laughs> you know. That, that yeah, and, that was a good one. I was actually just in yeah, a little western town like that in uh, Arizona, in um, so just outside of Phoenix. They have yeah, a little uh, western town. Is that what it yeah, is this, called? This one is just outside Tucson, uh, and it, it, we go out there, and I, you know, right where uh, Curly Bill tells them, "Well, bye." You know, I got to sit right there, <laughs> and, uh, look around, and say, "Well." Bye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, so, so you got to, uh, come up with these things from start to finish. Uh, and that process, I mean, the, the whole thing from writing it to directing it, to putting it on film and getting it released. I mean, that is a monstrous task, right? Yeah, if anybody told me how much work it was, I'd probably never start it. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I mean, you know, it's kind of like you learn all steps of it. And now I can step back and just be the producer and director and writer of the next one and not have to 
be the wardrobe department. I don't have to be the call, you know, send out the call. Sheet, so, <laughs> you know, I don't have to do all of that, you know, step. I don't know how many times I've passed out on my keyboard at night, you know, two in the morning working on call sheets or updating the script and wake up and, you know, where am I, you know? Uh, wow. But, uh, but yeah. And, and it's so I, last Saturday, all I did was direct. I wasn't acting in it. And I just really loved it because it, it, it was so nice. And I have to worry about that acting side. Now this Saturday, I've turned the directing over to my assistant director. I told him, I said, uh, you, you can direct this one. I'll be the actor and you take over. And so that's kind of where we're working that one on this coming weekend. And then, then in July, I'll be on both <laughs> sides of the camera again. We're going to do some pickup shots, some new scenes. And you know, the movie 1917, how they do that. I don't know how long a shot they do in that one shot. Uh, yeah. We're going to replicate that in a, in a, we'd already had the idea before 1917 came out, but we're going to do something like that. It's going to probably be, a one shot that's probably two minutes long, three minutes long of nonstop camera Ooh. action and which is really unheard yeah. of. And so we're going to that's try to do some of that. Yeah. And we like, we'd like to wow. uh, try a lot of different things. Uh, the scene Saturday is between the governor and the senator. And, you know, I had the camera to open the scene of him pouring a glass of whiskey. And all you can see is the glass being filled with whiskey and then backed out to the governor's. And I like to do things like that. Uh, I was laying on my belly at, uh, at one Western set with the camera trying to get the right shot, uh, laying on the floor, Damn. you know, so, and, and there's things, whatever it takes. Yeah. And there's things you, people don't realize. It seems like, you know, like the saloon we filmed in at one location was not air conditioned. Couldn't run a fan because of course they'd hear it on, on the sound and it would get so right. hot the cameras would shut down. So we had to take a break, set the cameras outside <laughs> in front of a fan for like 30 minutes. And they'd cool off, start running. We'd go back in film for 30 minutes or an hour. Cameras would shut back down. We'd go back outside, cool off. <laughs> you know, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've been blessed on the winter days when we filmed. It wasn't too cold, but man, in the summertime, we've had our heat. Woo! It's just. Yeah, well, it gets damn hot. Are you filming in uh, Texas right there by you uh, this weekend? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, three hours away this weekend. It's coming weekend. So, you know, I'll, I'll uh, load my truck. I've got a couple of horse trailers. I'm going to load one of them up full of props and horses and head that way Saturday morning. Oh, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we hit my, – my mother was an antique collector, and so I have a lot of stuff that I didn't need. I got rid of a lot of things, but I kept all the farm stuff which is really good that we can really decorate the barn up and we hit some antique malls and picked up a few things I didn't have. And yeah, <laughs> we're always going to garage sales. Oh, there's a hat that we can make that because you can always restyle them if they're too new looking or a pair of boots for somebody or, or something like that. You're always just wow. trying to pick every sale you go to. What can we use this for? You know, here's an old book, you know, you can't see the title of it. So we can use it as a background book or something like that. And, uh, it's like a traveling road show, yeah. man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, just about. You're right. <laughs> Loaded up. I like it. Well, you 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 need to put a uh, a part in there for an overweight uh, balding uh, uh, podcast host. Uh, <laughs> I know those come in handy in your western movies. I uh, I do some voiceover work too, so I'd I'd love to get involved with something. That is fun yeah. stuff. I uh, it sounds like you're having a blast. Oh yeah. It, it, uh, you really are going to uh, paint a picture to all my listeners that uh, this is just an easy thing. Just walk on. And, <laughs> Tell you uh, what, if they want to get into the movie directing, what they need to do, and, and I'm not joking here, write them a script 
one or two pages, you know, just something fun, how they want to write it. Everybody's got an iPhone now or a phone that will record on video. Yeah, that's true. And you go out there in your backyard and shoot it and shoot all the different angles, try different things and then put it together. It's all kinds of software you can chop and put it together. That's how I actually got started. And I filmed something with an iPhone. I chopped it up, put it together, made a little video, short video and sent it off in a <laughs> contest. And so I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. But uh, do that. I mean, and then see if you like it and you start getting better. And if you like the camera side of it, you start buying cheap cameras and then, you know, building up, building your, your inventory up. If you like the acting side, then you start trying to find the actors. If you want to direct, you should keep on directing. Uh, everybody's got to start somewhere. And, uh, yeah, right. We didn't all start oh, with man, a million to $10 million projects, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've, I've been through uh, a few uh, ugly ones lately where some of the uh, budgets were next to nothing and the, and the, and the end products uh, were not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happens, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to get your feet wet. I know, uh, I know, uh, when I was a novice in the, in the voiceover world, in the podcast world, I put some nice, uh, hot messes out there so that, uh, I could learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it just keeps on keeping on, but that's exciting. Well, we got to wrap this thing up, Bill, man. You've been, uh, you've been a great guest. Thank we, you. uh, we learned a lot and, uh, we're going to check in with you from time to time. You got too many exciting things going <laughs> on to, uh, to not stay in touch. I think, uh, we got to get, uh, a grip on the, uh, the wine when it comes out and, uh, and let the, let the listeners know where they can find that. That's right. Yeah, for sure. And they, how far from, uh, how far from Austin are you? Oh, about two hours. And a lot of filming two hours. done in Austin. And, and so it was, you know, and I've just moved to Stephenville and they film a lot in the Metroplex. I hadn't done much up there yet, but most of it's in Austin. In fact, they were doing a show and they said, Hey, you would have been perfect for that one up in Weatherford, but you're too far away. And I was down in Austin and I said, Weatherford's 30 minutes away. Austin's two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, we didn't know that. <laughs> it's amazing what some people don't know the geography of the state. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there was well, a lot of filming going on in Austin and Metroplex up in Dallas, Fort Worth, but, but, uh, just gotta keep your eyes and ears open. But main thing is show down on the Brazos right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, I, um, I get down to Austin every once in a while, so I'll have to look you up and, uh, check out that wine. Are you going to do like a, like a thing where people can tour and, and try the wine? Oh, like, a, like they do out in Napa? I don't know if we're going to have a tasting room, yeah. but we'll, once we have wine, we'll always have it out there. We've got a couple of cabins and, and yeah, we'll always do a tour. If somebody shows up, we'll pour them a glass of wine. We'll always have to sit down and have a glass of wine with them. So. Hell yeah. I like it. Well, listen, Bill, you keep us updated when that movie's going to be out and, okay. uh, and when the wine's coming out and we'll check in with you from time to time and, uh, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. And for somewhere down the road, we'll, uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep the show going, man. I like I it. Appreciate so it. listen, we will, uh, we will have everybody, uh, go and check your, are you, do you have a website yet for, for everything? Not yet. We're, uh, in fact, I'm talking to some today about building one, but you know, you can always check out my IMDB page and show down on Brazos IMDB and then their Facebook pages. Uh, Bill Foster, and then also I am uh, the uh, showdown on the Brazos Facebook page. We try to put some background pictures there, and always tag them so they can kind of see what's going on back. And you know, real quick, uh, I was talking to somebody from Virginia, and they said, "Oh, we've been keeping up with you since y'all started back last January." I said, what? Really? <laughs> oh yeah, we've loved all the background <laughs> shots. We've been following Showdown on the Brazos since you started filming. We live in Virginia, you know, and that's how big this wow. thing has gotten. It's just it's scary nearly, but, uh, 
it's it's a great deal and, and and I'm really enjoying it and thank you everybody for helping. For sure. That's the showdown on the Brazos. B-R-A-Z-O-S. Yes, sir. For those that because you have that Texas accent, sometimes it kind of draws together. <laughs> well, I don't, That's okay. I don't have an accent. What are you talking? <laughs> no, no, not as far as you know. So, Bill, we we thank you for uh, zooming in today, and we'll check in with you somewhere down the line. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.